He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. At 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. Good morning, Pierre. Good morning, Terry. And may I offer my sincere congratulations to you and Jessica? That's very kind, Pierre. Thank you very much. The picture is uh, the pictures we see on social media are just uh, are just contagious. They're wonderful. <laughs> Thank you very much. We consider ourselves very lucky, Pierre. We got married one year ago today, and the very next day everything went sideways. We canceled our honeymoon and gave oh. up our plans. But we <laughs> consider ourselves very very lucky because I know there there are many 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 couples and parents of couples and and uh, a lot of uh, people who have had to put their plans on hold and keep postponing their wedding. So we, we think we were very, very lucky and very blessed. But thank you. I appreciate that. I guess that's the best way to look at things. And isn't it amazing to realize that um, this is the day where uh, and when uh, almost everything uh, was shut down? Mm-hmm. Certainly the day I will remember all my life, Terry, because at this particular moment of the day, I was on the air uh, with, uh, I was on the air with my various radio assignments talking about the game to come, talking about the game between the Sabres and the Habs after the Habs lost the game uh, two days before against the Predators at the Bell Center. But uh, we were also talking about uh, the uh, postponement and, the, cancel- the, and, and the, the game in the NBA that was canceled the night before. And we were all building up the... Um, I would say the scare. I think the word is the yeah. right word, the scare of the situation. And uh, we were expecting some sort of an awkward day. It evolved midday that the game would be played at the Bell Center without spectators and that uh, we would still be calling the game from our booth uh, at the Bell Center. And then around 2 p.m., I got the phone call saying, well, you're not going to the Bell Center because there won't be any game there. You're yeah. coming to RDS. And you, uh, you, you're on the air in about 45 minutes trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, there we are, a full year after that uh, particular day. Yeah, and I, I remember, you know, I remember saying as we were making our way back home and we were afraid, you know, we were scared, we were washing our groceries. And I remember saying, oh, things should be okay by the summertime. And we couldn't have been more wrong about that. And what's really, really nice, I was thinking this the other night watching uh, – uh, watching you guys cover the game last week, uh, Pierre, and Jess and I were saying how nice it is to have sports as a distraction, uh, even though there are no fans there, and we're looking forward to the day when fans get back. But yeah. it sure is nice to have the guys playing so that we can, you know, have a little bit of a distraction. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's um, and I'll tell you what, it's good to have F1 back and baseball and football, and, uh, and we hope to have the CFL back uh, sooner than later as well uh and i'm glad you bring it up terry because i think we should take a moment today to um to be thankful for that Uh, i understand sport is sports it's not the uh you know it's not bread and butter of of the day-to-day life but it's uh it's entertainment that uh that a lot of people like or love yeah and uh and i guess we we have to to give credit where credit is due and when credit is due uh, to the NHL and the NHLPA, because uh, Gary Bettman uh, was almost emotional, basically, Terry, yesterday when he uh, was asked for the recount of the events, the chain of events uh, that uh, marked the last year. And I think that um, 
when the decision was taken to, to bring the season to a halt, uh, Gary Bettman said our first concern was the, the health and care of our fans, uh, of our personnel, our players, our referees, uh, the, all the supporting cast. And then he said, we tried to, to make some sense, out, some sense out of this, and we tried to, to build our way back with safety first and foremost uh, in mind. And they did that. Yeah, they and, did. Uh, and they were able to, to build that bubble that brought the Stanley Cup uh, to, a, to a championship team, to the Lightning, uh, regardless of the, uh, the, the, the precarity of the situation. So, and they were able to renew the CBA in the same time. And, uh, they were, and now they are able to evolve in a season. There were some scares and there were some worries at the start of this uh, new season because of all the, uh, the, the, uh, the COVID cases around the league. Now, only four players have, have COVID. So the bubbles are working. The, the, the system is working. And uh, at least we can provide some good hockey every night in the NHL. So hats off to Gary Bettman, to Bill Daly. Uh, also, uh, of course, to uh, Donald Fear and the NHLPA. Uh, it's 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 reassuring to see how they worked hand in hand to bring back hockey. Um, okay, and on that note, uh, we I guess uh, I'm putting off I guess talking about the game because I don't you know I didn't see it, but I I got the impression there there wasn't much to talk about. But uh, not I'd, much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to start with this though, Pierre. I would like your opinion on this with the firing of Claude Julien and the arrival of uh, Mr. Sutter back in Calgary. And a lot of people have been talking about the arrival of Daryl Sutter back in Calgary because he's considered an old ranch hand, as they would say yeah. in Calgary. A guy who's been, you know, who's who, who comes from the farm in Alberta, is a widely respected man in Alberta who's, who comes from a ranching family, who comes from a hockey family, who is an acknowledged, knowledgeable hockey man who in a lot of circles is considered too old and burned out to be coaching uh, the NHL players of today. What do you think about that, Pierre? Well, I think you answered part of your question with your accurate uh, recount of his uh, of who he is and uh, of his career. Uh, I think that Daryl Sutter, uh, first and foremost, has to bring some, some, uh, some credibility toward the fans because the, there's been a lot of coaching changes in Calgary, Terry, the last yeah. 15 years. It's yeah. revolving doors over there uh, in Calgary. And uh, the, at the same time, so you need to, to, to build uh, a new trust with the fans. And I understand there are no fans in the, uh, in, in the grandstands, but there will be eventually, and then sooner than later, we hope. So that's, that's one aspect of the, the situation. The other aspect that people may not realize, and I realized it and I lived it, with all the interviews that I've done with Daryl uh, and, and, and being close to him, uh, especially in Stanley Cup finals, as, uh, as way back as the, uh, the Stanley Cup final when the Flames played uh, the, the Lightning in the mid-2000s. And then I was close to him again twice when the Los Angeles Kings uh, made it all the way. One thing I can tell you, Terry, is that he evolved. He he was able to um, to grow out of his uh, basic uh, self and basic personality and, and became a, ve a much better communicator. Up to a point where, from being intimidated a little bit by, by him uh, in interviews, I became 
so so happy for our interviews and you know you know what daryl would come would give me a little pat in the back or on the knee when we were sitting before the interview we were talking before and after and he became a he, he became somewhat of a very good communicator and why am i saying that terry is that communication is is the the foundation of modern day coaching and i think that he has been able to do that now is he going to, to be less demanding of course not terry I don't know if you saw footages, f- footage from the, uh, the, the, the practice, uh, from, from his first practice this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. but this, this is, this is the essence of my question, Pierre. I, you know, I'm of a certain generation where I wonder how, is it not possible to demand certain things of hockey players anymore? Is it? You know, has has the is it turned to a place where young star players are now running the teams? Well, I see what what you're saying, and I and it's not untrue. But at the same time, Terry, I think that uh, being being demanding and 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 having, you know, putting the bar way high for a mm-hmm. professional athlete still remains. I think it's it's the means that change. It's the way to do it. And some, and, and I think you have to adapt from one player to another. Some younger players will have a level of maturity that uh, that reminds uh, that may remind us of the past. Connor McDavid, for instance, right? He's still very, very young, Terry, but he's 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 a type of uh, of older fashion. Yeah, athlete. he he's old school. That's what they old would school. call yeah call him old school. Yeah. Thank you. That's the that's the, the right word. Yeah. Old school. Old school doesn't mean wrong school. <laughs> no. No. But but it's the way you approach your job. It's the way you approach your, your day-to-day life. And I think that uh, we all know the echoes from Calgary and you still have lots of echoes Terry from Calgary. Yeah. It was a bit of a country club. I, I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. but Yes, it was. I mean the Flames are one of the biggest disappointments yeah. in this year. And let's put it this way, the Goldrows and the Monahans and the uh, the Lindholms of the world, they're not delivering, and they did not deliver last night, Terry. No, it was I, the fourth line yeah. that delivered last yeah. night. So Daryl Sutter, uh, regardless of what you think of his methods, has to first and foremost stop the country club, and he has to ask for his star players to to adopt his his way of seeing things and adopt his system and to play at the level they're capable of. Yeah, and it, it, it's a good start last night for them. It was a boring game. It was. It was. Uh, there was no flow to that game, but Daryl Sutter won't mind that, and he won't mind having his fourth line making a difference last night right. because he knows that the fourth line has made a message on his behalf to <laughs> the stars of that team right. to stop uh, to stop whining about this and that. Focus on the game and do what you're supposed to be paid for. Yeah, well, that's that's my point. You know, I I, I have a hard time with uh, the coach is yelling at me. <laughs> you know, I, I have a really hard time with that, and and it seems to me that a lot of you know old school coaches are getting locked out of the game because you know they have to tiptoe around some of these younger superstars. And you couldn't be more right about country club is the perfect way to describe what was going on at the Saddle Dome. And Country Club is the last thing that the Sutter family understands. They're, they're, you know, those those people were literally raised in the mud in rural Alberta. So they, you know, Daryl Sutter doesn't get get that. And by the way, a tip of the cap to you because Daryl Sutter 
is the most challenging interview in hockey, I think. <laughs> well, th- well, thanks for the compliment, Terry, but I'll tell you what, he opened the door to me. He I'm became, so glad. I, mean, I, I came to a point where I was looking forward for, for our uh, traditional interview right. when he came to Montreal. And uh, I think he was looking forward to it too. So yeah, it's uh, that's nice. See, so it's it, there's always more there's always more to a person than what appears on the surface, right? And uh, and I think that uh, those uh, those long career coaches uh, that have age and experience and have been there uh, more than once, they also are able to adapt. I mean, Scotty Bowman adapted terribly. Yeah, late, for sure. Late yeah. in his career, yeah. he was yeah. able to adapt. You're, you're not going to change personalities uh, profoundly, but you can adapt. And I think that Daryl Sutter will do that. So he's certainly happy this morning. Not happy about the way the game evolved. Not happy about the fact that the Habs uh, scored uh, the uh, f- scored first goal, uh, the only goal in the in the third period, and put some pressure on his team. But he'll take the win for sure. Yeah. And for Dominique Ducharme, who is from the younger generation, but also has some some clear-cut pragmatism that he brings from the older school, probably. Well, Dominique Duchamp uh, will not sit uh, forever on the fatigue factor, on the uh, on the, the 3.30 a.m. arrival to the hotel uh, after the Vancouver game. He will be quick to point out that uh, decision-making was wrong. And, and he did that after the game. Decision-making was wrong. Uh, the level of energy is one thing, but making bad decisions... Uh, is another thing. The two goals from the Flames came out of uh, mental errors. Uh, one of them from Shea Weber, actually, and uh, it cost uh, it cost the game. So uh, I guess that uh, there will be some uh, some improvements and there will be some um, some some refreshing to be done before the game on Saturday night. Okay, uh, we'll end uh, on this note because um, I'm out of time. But uh, yep. Flay. Flames and Habs tomorrow night, and cars yeah. on the track and by rain this morning. Yeah, they're fighting a big time a sandstorm. Oh my in the gosh! The afternoon session, Terry. It's bad. It's really wow. bad. It's wow. A, it's very windy in Bahrain, and when it is windy like that, well, you know what it is because you're in the desert. So it's uh, the sandstorm is is uh, is awful this afternoon. There's barely no running in the afternoon session. That means land stroll has to stay put like uh, all the others. Uh, there was also an electrical problem on the Aston Martin this morning. There was a gearbox problem on uh, the Mercedes. So a bit of a nightmare for the first day. And it's only uh, three days this year, Terry. So yeah. it's like one third of it that uh, I wouldn't say gone into the gutter, but uh, it's uh, tough, tough conditions over there. Well, the sun is shining and we're talking racing. Spring can't be that far away. 